Hi, ladies, and welcome back to The Feminine Domain, episode eight. Um, this is actually going to be the last episode of this season. We're going to do some short seasons over here. So I'm going to do season two starting in January, um, but I'm going to take some time off for Christmas, um, Advent, celebrations with my family. Um, but welcome back. And speaking of Advent, that is the theme or topic of today's podcast. And I have two dear sisters with me, two sweet friends that we're going to have a little discussion in a few minutes. But before we get into today's episode, um, just a little bit of housekeeping. We do have a Dominion Press conference coming up in February. Um, and there are going to be two breakouts at that conference for women specifically. One will be called Building Through Brokenness. And the other one will be called Building the Feminine Domain. And I would like to enlist the help of you listening ladies if you have any questions that would fall under those two topics. So building through brokenness, anything related to suffering, um, send those questions my way, rlklusterman at gmail.com, as well as any questions that could be related to the feminine domain, homemaking, child raising, anything related to building the feminine domain, you can send my way as well. Um, and the reason for this is uh, we want to have two panel discussions at the conference. Um, and it's just nice to have some of those questions in advance so we can ensure that we are well prepared to biblically and thoroughly answer your questions. Okay, and so with that said, we're going to dive into today's topic. As I mentioned, we are dealing with all things Christmas today. And I have sweet Sarah Ann with me. She is... Um, the wife of Tristan of the Upper 40 Studios, who you hear mentioned on my husband's podcast a lot. And we're actually recording this in their house in the Upper 40 Studio. Um, so I have Sarah Ann and then I have Carly Auger, wife to Rylan Auger, um, one of the elders of Hill City and principal of KCCS. So thanks, Sarah Ann and Carr, for being here with me today. Nice thanks to have for you having both. us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are dealing with Advent. Okay, so... Where does that word even come from? Um, Adventus is the Latin word for coming, and that's where we get Advent from. Um, so it means coming, the coming of Christ. I, I told my students last year, ab initio, God promised the Adventus of Christ. And they all looked at me like, what? And I'm like, from the beginning, ab initio, God promised the Adventus, the coming of Christ. So Advent is a season where we are expecting and waiting, okay? So it's to help us remember the waiting that preceded Christ's coming. And it points us to the fact that we're actually still waiting as Christians, right? We're waiting for the second coming of Christ. Christy Rollins puts it this way, I quote, Advent is a whole season of waiting, followed by the joy of the consummation of Christmas. So, in the church calendar, um, it, the Advent is actually the first event in the liturgical year. It begins four Sundays before Christmas. So this year, it's December 3rd, 10th, 17th, and 24th. We're doing this podcast nice and early. It's still November. I usually don't even start thinking about Advent stuff until well into December, and then I'm scrambling. But Carly's always thinking about Christmas way in advance. This is why I thought of her for this podcast. She's always on it. She's the Christmas queen around here. Um, so Advent begins four Sundays before Christmas. And it is uh, it typically ends on Christmas Eve. Okay. And Christmas is celebrated 
then from December 25th in the liturgical calendar till January 6th, the 12 days of Christmas. That's where we get that whole song, the 12 days of Christmas. And then January 6th is known as Epiphany, and it marks the end of the Christmas season, um, commemorating the wise men's visit to the Christ child. So I never really knew this, that this was how the church calendar was set up. I had no idea what Epiphany was for the longest time. And I haven't executed this yet, but I would love to celebrate Christmas in such a way that it doesn't have this like abrupt end. You know, it kind of feels that you have this whole waiting, waiting, waiting. Christmas happens on the 25th. And then my husband always laments that he's dismayed and it feels like it's just a very quick end. So I do want to get to the stage in our family where it better reflects the church calendar. But anyway... John 1, 14 to 16 says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. And this is what Christmas should feel like, the fullness of Christ. And one of the best gifts that God has given me over the last few years through the Wilson family, Doug and Nancy, as well as Joe Rigney, is the removal of the dichotomy that I had in my mind between the things of earth and spiritual things, particularly at Christmas. So um, Rigney's whole thesis in his book, Things of Earth, is that we don't have to choose between love for God and love for his gifts. And in fact, the title of his book, The Things of Earth, has a tagline, treasuring God by enjoying his gifts. Um, so I recommend that book to you ladies listening. And I actually am just going to dive right into discussing now with these ladies and asking them a few questions to get them involved here. But um, we need to yeah, remove that whole dichotomy where we have this sense of false guilt if we delight in the gifts that God has given. Um, that's actually a good thing. And those those gifts are supposed to function as shafts that point us shafts of glory that point us towards God. So on that note, I want to know what my dear friends over here do in their homes to bring the light and joy and hope, the fullness of the incarnation to life for their husbands and children. And I'm really hoping that this podcast for you listeners um, is just fresh inspiration and practical ideas of things that you can actually execute in your everyday lives this Advent season. So it's November Hopefully you'll listen to this while it's still November and then December 1st, you can hit the ground running, bringing joy and fullness into your homes this Christmas. So I don't know who wants to go first, Sarah Ann or Carr, but what are your thoughts on how we bring the joy, the light, the hope of Christmas and the incarnation to life for our children and for our husbands? You can go. You want me to go? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're fighting over who um, goes first. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say, I I think it is important to make a big deal of Advent, which obviously you just talked about. But growing mm. up for me, Advent was kind of equated with those little chocolate calendars you buy at the store. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a Christmas countdown so that we could get to Christmas Day. And it was exciting, but it wasn't... Um, a big season Mm -hmm. of and obviously the lead up to Christmas just naturally is exciting Um, but we've made a point of making a big deal of Advent Um, one of the ways we do that um, is with books 
So mm-hmm. we had a few years ago purchased um, a set of Christmas books from Classical Education Books. Nice. They have their Advent set that they sell each year. Um, and so we wrap them in November and put them out. And we open one each day for the, to read with the kids. Um, part of that just is like we love to read and we want our kids to love reading. And it just seems like a natural way to enjoy the Christmas season. And we get lots of great. Um, there's a whole mix of stories in there, like really quality, I would say. Yes. <laughs> with beautiful illustrations books and then like some like silly ones like how the Grinch stole Christmas and it's fun for all of them Mm -hmm. every age um so that's one way that we like to do that um and then another is that we have our own advent calendar at home um so we've done different things but I have like uh the little baggies um that I've used over the years and sometimes I'll put treats in them and sometimes I'll put activities um do you ever combine the two yes so so some some days they go in and there's treats in the bag and then other days yes yeah and largely because it's a lot to commit to Uh Um, (laughs) uh-huh an activity every day and I are laughing we tried this (laughs) yeah I think all moms can agree and I feel like every mom has this little like I'll just switch it last minute because it doesn't work today to do this Mm -hmm. um so I actually this year I'm trying to do all activities which takes a lot of forethought. And so I have um, sort of like a master list not in the bag so I can see what I've planned before the kids pull it out and make an adjustment if I need to before they even get there. Um, I'm going to insert here. Mine is definitely a change as we go. Yes, I yeah. will I, I will leave it blank, like blank Mine or empty. Blank. Yeah. yeah, And then it will be like five seconds before they open it. What can I actually manage today? I can make popcorn. Okay. I write down a little piece of paper, popcorn, and I drop it in the bag. Yeah, and mine then have like, little envelopes with yeah. the date on it. And they're actually all empty, but the little sticker I can remove and then fill it. And so I think the older kids have figured it out last year. Yeah. But the bigger stuff, you want to make sure that you actually can deliver so they don't mm-hmm. pull it out and then get all excited and like, actually, not today. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. so what kinds of activities, if you say activities, what kinds of activities do you include, Sue? Um, I have um, a mix. I feel like they kind of, there's like crafty things where it's like, okay, we're making paper snowflakes or whatever like one year we did um little homemade snow globes I don't know I feel like you could go a million directions with crafts and like Mm -hmm. the internet's so helpful for (laughs) finding ideas and depending on your giftings and your kids interests like you could make that as elaborate as you wanted it to be Mm -hmm. do you find there's an issue with some kids being excited and some kids being like do I really need to do this I do you find I don't think I've ever had like one kid be like oh I just don't want to do this thing okay I think I've seen like a little bit of a like oh this is what we're doing today (laughs) okay it's not their favorite it's like not every day can be the most (laughs) magical yes but I do I was gonna say I always make a trip to the dollar store and pick up a whole bunch of random um because they all have like you know like those little scratch paper things they do ornaments and stuff Things that I can have on hand for those busy days where it's like the kids are totally happy to just sit there. Some of them just like fill in their whole ornament. Some of them do like nice little designs. And yeah, 
um, it's a nice thing to have in your back pocket mm-hmm. of like I didn't plan and prepare and buy all the materials for this, but I have like a little put together <laughs> grab and go yes. dollar store craft. Um, I don't. I think we do a lot of like food related things, like popcorn or hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, Taste and see that the Lord mm-hmm. is good, right? <laughs> it's um, good. Trying to think. Oh, and I've been I've been trying to incorporate like fun little games or competitions, kind of, because the kids seem to really like that. Mm-hmm. But what about you, Sarah? I do a mix of activities and treats. Um, I find not all my kids like crafts. So we don't do too many of those. But one of the big ones um, is I bake little individual gingerbread houses and then they decorate it. And they, so they decorate it flat and then I put it together. And last year, I guess I didn't square my pieces enough so they can be assembled properly, but they still <laughs> really enjoy them. So they each get a house. So usually for that one... Um, you know, there'll be a bag with all the, the the pieces and then they'll each have their little their little candies. So it will be like little kits that mm-hmm. they will find. And usually it's a little riddle or something to find whatever it is they're getting. And so and sometimes I've we've done money as well for their Christmas shopping. So they get an allowance and some of it they save for Christmas shopping. But then just like a little extra. So like the one year was like, go and pick X amount of money. Like you pass, go uh, get this amount of money. And so they had to go and find the Monopoly box. And there, there was money in it for them. I was hoping um, you would mention that because you told me that last year and I put okay. it in mine this year. That's so <laughs> okay, fun. Well, that's a great They idea. kind of enjoy it. They kind of all gather and then they, they have to open it all together. And so they open it together and then they try to figure out like, where is this thing? So sometimes it'll be like a platter with eggnog or... Uh, last year I ordered maybe 10 boxes of candy canes by mistake. And so there's a lot of candy canes <laughs> hidden all sorts of places. But yeah, mm-hmm. the Advent thing is uh, the kids are already talking about it. They're mm-hmm. asking, when do we start this? Yes. As they can't wait. Building anticipation. And that's what we want them to understand, right? Is is like God's people would have been anticipating the greatest gift ever, you know, and and this is a way of them entering into that kind of anticipation. Like how else do you teach children that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I actually came across in a really good book. So I'm going to put any books we mention in the show notes so that the ladies listening can actually have a, have a look and find them. Um, but St. Nicholas Day, did you guys know that that's actually officially December 6th? And it's mm-hmm. the day, it's like the feast day of St. Nicholas. I found <laughs> this out last Christmas and decided, oh, I, or maybe it was, no, it wasn't last Christmas. It was a few Christmases ago. <clears throat> so now on December 6th, because um, I think a lot of people sometimes wonder, like with children, well, what place does Santa Claus have? You know, especially people who maybe were, were saved, came to Christ later on. Um, but San- the whole idea of Santa Claus was based off of a true saint who once lived. So my mom actually found a book that kind of summer a picture book that summarizes the story of the true story of saint nicholas so on december 6th our activity in our little envelope for our advent we read that story and then the girls get like a present like under the tree like an early to open present and so one year it was 
I think most of the time actually now it's Christmas dresses because usually the Christmas program at the school <laughs> is like a dress up affair and we have nothing to right. wear. Practical <laughs> so I'm like, I have to get them dresses for this thing anyway. And hopefully, yeah, I'm not going to let my kids listen to this, obviously. <laughs> but they're starting to know the pattern. Um, but yeah, I think I got them like hair bows and little dresses. Um, and so we celebrated the true story of St. Nicholas in a special way on December the 6th. Um, but more in as opposed and talked about how, how that's related to the modern day Santa Claus. Um, and yeah, it's just a nice way to bring in Santa and the true story of Santa Claus. If, if that's something that people want to discuss, but yeah. How do you guys handle Santa? Um, we've never told our kids to believe in Santa. Um, but yeah, we just handle it as like, he's a, or he is a, a real person, and we do have a couple books about St. Nicholas from that Advent book thing. Yes. Um, but, gen- like, generally, it's just, like, a char- fun character. Yes. sometimes appears in picture books or movies at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And- yeah, I feel like our kids haven't asked too much, and if they ask, we'll be like, well, what do you think? <laughs> and then they'll say something, and, like, it's not a big deal. Like, it's, yeah. we've never yes. said he exists or he doesn't exist or... Yeah. As they get older, they know the real story. Yes. I don't know. I remember my mom saying, um, because she grew up believing in Santa, and I think she actually believed in Santa quite late Mm -hmm. um, because she just was like, oh, it has to be true. And then was, yeah, and then was quite disappointed and discombobulated when she found out. Um, Mom, if you're listening, you can correct me if that story is wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what you told me. Um, (laughs) And, that is what always made me with my kids be like, no, I'm just going to tell my kids the truth about Santa from the very beginning. There's not going to be any confusion because you don't want your children then to be wondering, well, you said Santa was real and you say God is real, right? Yes, and then yeah. they find out that Santa's not real and then they begin to question, oh, well, why else have you told me that's not that's mm-hmm. not true, you know? Although I will say it's quite funny <laughs> when you're out at the store with your kids and you've got all these strangers asking them about Santa and have you been good and what is he ringing you? I know all the time. And they the just time. give this deadpan <laughs> I know. Or they look at you with those desperate eyes. Mom, help! And then I think I've, my, my girls have 100% told people Santa's just a nice man dressed up. <laughs> they totally told people that. Oh, I remember as a kid we caused a lot of problems because my parents told us told us the whole deal. And so you'd go to little Christmas parties and there'd be a man dressed up. And we'd be like, oh, we'd figure out who it was and we'd be like, that's Uncle Greg. And my parents would be like, and all the other parents would be so mad that we were blowing the cover of Santa but yeah anyway funny funny. so yeah St. Nicholas Day is one thing that we've done in recent times Mm -hmm. um also a Jesse tree do you guys do a Jesse tree or no okay Sarah I've tried for years (laughs) (laughs) and then so first year I heard of it must be like Mm -hmm. five or six years ago and I thought what a great idea I'll do this um got a book started the book I won't tell you which one because it was awful. (laughs) So we didn't even get to the end of it. And I just thought, well, if the point of the book is to, because there's like, here's the story of, I don't know, Ruth. Be like Ruth. Here's the story of David. Be like David. And it's just like, I thought this is, this should not be the point of this. It should be pointing to Christ. Not like, how can I be courageous like so-and-so? And like, like, this is not really the point of those stories either. Mm Mm-hmm. I suppose it could make me feel that I'm not as courageous in all these things as I should be. So I need a savior. But yeah, 
that book was extremely frustrating. And so for the next the couple of years after that, I would get some other books. They were either too complicated or too, I don't know. I never found anything that I liked. And I had a very precise idea of what I would like. Um, so I just dropped it. Well, Because <laughs> I, actually... I feel like we would start every year and then we would just stop halfway through. Right. And so... I actually have a PDF. I'll I'll put the link to this PDF um, that I use for my Jazzy Tree, but it's all just scripture, like the the references. It's not like a, I'm not going through a book. So for mm-hmm. each and Mal, our sweet Mal Inglis, who's amazing at art, made me little shrinky dinks mm-hmm. de- decorations one year. Oh, I have all the decorations mm-hmm. made, and so just, so it's <laughs> like a the PDF. Book. They're with up all, for grabs. <laughs> they're up for grabs if anybody wants. No, um, so I have this PDF, and it has like for each day. December 1st to the 25th, mm-hmm. a reading, mm-hmm. actually to the 24th, ends on the 24th, and to go with each decoration. Um, and it actually has the gospel connection in the PDF. So, like, if it's Ruth, for example, like, mm-hmm. how, how does this connect to Christ? Like, it's it shows how each of the stories that you go through, the connection is to Christ. So that we do that every year. We just read it in the morning. Sometimes if we miss one, we quickly do two in one day Mm -hmm, or whatever, mm -hmm. but we make sure that all those are hung by the end of, just so the kids are going through the whole Old Testament and all the way up to Christ and seeing everybody who came before and Mm -hmm. like this was building, you know, for the Jewish people for a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No Jesse tree for you, Carl? No. No Jesse tree. Just never got into it. Oh, do you know what I have? Sorry. Do you know what we have this year for the first time? A legit nativity. Maddie, if you're Uh, listening, you rock and the nativity you guys gave us rocks so i have wanted for such a long time a real nativity because my dad when we were kids made a nice wooden one and we had these lovely and it just was such a big part of our christmas we would get actual hay and set up the whole nativity but obviously it's a big huge thing that he built of wood so i couldn't bring it here plus my sister lives in barbados so she has the nativity but every year i've been like oh we don't have a nativity I got given one beautiful wooden one. Maybe I'll put, maybe that will be the picture in the post for this podcast. <laughs> this lovely nativity that I was gifted this year that Maddie didn't have room for in her house. That's now in my bay window. Mm-hmm. It came with lights and everything. So yes, front and center, a nativity. Yeah. I think we have a few. <laughs> Just like. I have a little, little plastic little one. That, yeah. Like we, we got a little one when the kids were small. That's like a little plastic one. With, but this one's like ceramic big mm-hmm. like it mm-hmm. takes up my entire bay window oh wow yeah it's Is beautiful it the one from costco <laughs> do you know i've seen, I one, I've seen one there on display i don't home recently and was like, i don't know i'm gonna look at costco if i go today I, have one. I doubt this is a costco one it looks like it would cost if i had to buy this thing it would probably cost between i don't know 200 and 500 dollars like it's like a legit wow. huge thing okay yeah i love it so much thanks maddie <laughs> <laughs> um well, I was going to say, we, we never got into Jesse Tree, um, but we do have like a little devotional cards that we do. That would be a similar, like you do, you go through a scripture and then I forget, there's three things on it. There's a scripture and I know one of them at the end is like your Mary moment, which is funny because sometimes it hijacks my advent calendar ideas. <laughs> but that's okay. We just sometimes skip the Mary moment on the card, but and then you can hang them. Cool. Just a decoration too, but nice. This year, we also brought the piano upstairs from the basement mm-hmm. because my girls are starting to play, like, be able to play Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. So I bought them two Christmas piano books at their level, and we're putting it beside where the Christmas tree is, so they can play beside the tree. So all the Chris, like, it's constant Christmas songs in my house now being played That's on the piano. Great. You should tell me 
where you got your book because awesome i got them on amazon i was just thinking this morning that i needed a christmas music book yeah i'll link to that too for the listening ladies and handles messiah anybody oh goodness yes this how is do you part in- of our great how do you incorporate handles messiah well i used to be the kind of person who would only do christmas things starting december 1st and now i feel like life goes too fast and mm-hmm. december 1st is too late and you don't 100%. have time to get ready mm-hmm. um so now I start Handel's Messiah November, like sometimes November 1st, sometimes I wait till after Remembrance Day, um, but I just play it all the time. Nice. I just love the thing. I could sing the whole thing. It's amazing. <laughs> nice. Um, and so the kids will sit for some of it while we play, while we color. It plays a lot. And then usually we used to go and attend to present, like to, I don't know. To see the Messiah in person. To go and see the performance yeah. of it, yeah. But since COVID, we just uh, have a a family thing put up by Tristan's parents. Mm-hmm. And so nice. we, we actually watch it. Nice. And usually the kids are not there for that, but the kids listen to it all the time. I'm sure they're familiar with lots of parts. But I have yeah. a resource that I got a few years ago by Cindy Rollins. It's a book called Hallelujah, Cultivating Advent Traditions with Handel's Messiah. And it breaks down the Messiah into different parts. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, week one, listen to this selection and discuss these things. And here's the scripture reading to go with it. And then it has different suggestions of like traditions and ways that different people have celebrated and incorporated that particular theme of the week. So that's a really good resource resource as well for Handel's Messiah. If anybody is not super familiar with it and starts listening to it it's really great um watching it or listening to it with the words in front of you yes there's not that many words because they are repeated over and over again and sometimes the words aren't super clear but if you have a sheet in front of you with the verse and the reference it really helps to follow and i don't know it just makes it greater it's just straight Mm. scripture being sung it's glorious which when you're sitting in a room full of unbelievers singing I know. You know, Psalm 2, and it's just like, do you guys know what you're singing? I know. I was chatting with my class about this this year, just how, yeah, hearing they do not hear and seeing they do not see, mm-hmm. but how it's just amazing. And one of my students actually said, but that's like how in Philippians, Paul says, but at least the gospel's being preached by any right. means possible, you know, yeah, whether mm-hmm. in pretense mm-hmm. or in truth, Christ is preached, right? And in that, I rejoice. And so my student very capable be said so we can rejoice in that <laughs> that they're singing it even if they don't know what, they, what they're doing i'm like that's true yeah so growing good. up we'd gather in front of the fire as a family all with our sleeping bags at night and we'd listen to the whole thing so some of the younger <gasps> ones would fall asleep but that was really one of the sweet. things we did on christmas eve or just sometime no, during just the christmas. Up to christmas yeah that might be one of my advent things with my kids this year in front of a fire yes let's go sit fitting. by the fire with hot chocolate <laughs> all wrapped up in blankets and listen to the whole thing yeah. or a good chunk at least i like that i didn't understand english back then so i just knew the music i didn't know what mm. they were saying all right anything else ladies before we wind this to a close anything else that you had i was thinking um because part of your question has to had to do with joy how do we bring the joy Mm -hmm. and I was thinking um 
for me, like a big part is actually planning. So there's a lot of baking that I do around Christmas. Um, mm -hmm. I recently just asked the kids, what is it that you really want? Mm -hmm. um, like, what are the recipes that you can think of? And so they listed it to me. And um, usually I'll get mm -hmm. all my recipe cards and then write down, okay, I need, you know, this much butter. I need this. And then I order everything to make sure I have it. Um, but the planning keeps the atmosphere of joy possible and so that I'm not fretting and, you know, because I can't just go to the store and get things all the time. I need to order things. And so, yeah, it removes that frustration aspect. And also the other thing that I find really important is knowing how to prioritize. So like you want to aim high, like there's mm -hmm. all these things that I would like to do, but you need to know what blesses your people most. And yes. so what to you know, if I have to drop something, what do I drop? Mm -hmm. And what do I absolutely not drop? And um, yeah, so like know your people, like plan and then know what to prioritize. Because sometimes you will need to drop things. Sometimes, yes. um, you know, you will start doing something and be like, you know what, this will, I won't have time to finish it. So I better drop it and prioritize something else and, and not let that bother you. Like mm -hmm. you just... Mm -hmm. I think it's good if you know you're aiming high and you're like, I know something will have to go and that will be fine. Mm -hmm. I just, I will try to do this. And if it doesn't work, then it's okay. And so you're not, because I find like these are the temptation to be like stressed yes. out and fretful or to feel guilty. Like I didn't do enough or I didn't. So the planning and prioritizing help with those yes. two things. I would have said the exact same thing, like plan ahead and then be flexible with what you had hoped like yeah. don't make the expectation just too hard on yourself that way and then I would also add um like know your own temptations mm -hmm. yes um and think ahead about those and like be prayerful in advance about you know like I know that I it's always hard for me some point after Christmas when everything like all the gifts are open and the gifts haven't found a place to live yet I know that that's hard for me. And so I need to think in advance. I'm just going to have to be a little bit more lenient with toys not being put away because we don't know where they go yet. I'm glad you said that about knowing your temptations and um, yeah, just keeping first things first. You you did that really well recently. We were over at Carly for Thanksgiving and she had a little list so she didn't forget anything. Yes, I'm talking about you. And she she had a list and then at the top of her list was love love my kids. Yeah. Because it's so easy when you are doing all these things, trying to bring the joy and trying to do all the cooking and trying to do all the fun things um to lose sight of the point. We're doing this to love people. Um not so everything is absolutely perfect, you know. Um and so Carly had at the top, love your kids, you know, as much as we want to do all these things, let's keep the goal in mind. Um, so that was an encouraging and convicting thing because I know I can get, as you're saying, fretful, fussy, and then you end up snapping at the children that you're trying to bless, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so repenting quickly when we do that, because we will fail, and onward towards the goal of joy and light and bringing the life of Christ into our homes through, through our efforts mm -hmm. with his help, yeah. It's funny how as a mom... Because it's like, I want to put these things in front of them that will delight them. And then later be irritated with how delighted they are. Yeah. <laughs> I've had so many times, it's like, I, I baked these sugar cookies for you to decorate. And Rylan has to come over and sweetly whisper to me <laughs> to remind me, like, you did this so that they would enjoy it. Like, all that 
noise and mess is them enjoying it. So it's nice to have your husband remind you as well. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I think we're, unless you guys have anything pressing, we might wrap it up there um, with a verse from James. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights, James 1, 7. And Matthew 7, 11 also says that God knows how to give good gifts to his children. And this is now I'm going to quote Joe Rigney at the close. But these gifts are dangerous and the threat of idolatry is real. So we say with Augustine, he loves thee too little who loves anything together with thee, which he loves not for thy sake. But then Rigney goes on to say, and I quote, but because these gifts are really and truly created shafts of divine glory intended by God and restored in Christ as the necessary means for growing our love and our delight in God. We add an addendum, a sequel to Augustine's profound confession. He loves thee too little, who enjoys not thy gifts, which thou hast given to enlarge our minds and expand our hearts and enrich our souls and increase our strength, that we might love thee fully and supremely and expansively forever. So may the gifts we give to our families this Christmas enlarge our love for Christ and point them to him. Thanks for joining me, Sarah Ann and Carly. And ladies, until next year, we hope you have a wonderful Christmas Advent season and we'll see you in the new year. 